This is Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEEI. First time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and the NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like, it is sure. With Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show. What a bunch of criminals. We ought to be in jail. That's all there is to it. WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. He's the killer. Best Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. He's just winning. You know, we got a lot of losses. To yeah, we got a lot of losses. Lace them up for some beast talk right now on Sports Radio WEEI. All right, moment of the night. Saturday night 2-1 overtime win. Some pub for the Marchand overtime winner with the Conor McGregor celebration. I would say that's a candidate last night. Somehow, Kalman got the Caribbean Queen requested to, <laughs> to the Jumbo Yes. Con. What period was that? I think that's in the first period. First period? Yeah. It's it, Irish Heritage Night and you're going with Billy Ocean? Of course. You always go with Billy Ocean. Okay. And tell me right now that once I tweeted that out and everyone saw it, they weren't singing that song <laughs> in their head until right now. I've still got it in my head. Uh, or was it Dale nose-to-nose with Conor McGregor oh. during first intermission? Conor McGregor was, was terrified. That was He four. was terrified of Dale. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Great job by Dale. Although... We can play a chunk of the interview maybe later in the show if we get desperate. Uh, Dale asked him if he was excited to meet the mayor today. I thought that was the one question that sort of went off the road, Matt. <laughs> Connor was like, he did his best. He was like, yeah, I'm very excited to meet Mayor Walsh today. I'm pumped up for the show now after seeing Connor McGregor. I'm uh, really I'm really into him. I, I, I'm a huge fan of his fighting and his... You had no idea who he was. Punching <laughs> and kicking and wearing little boxer shorts. I love it. I thought, I mean, hey, everybody and their mother covering this, like, tweeted a picture of him or... Uh, oh, my know, God. And the crowd, I mean, the seriously, market. the crowd was, like, only at playoff level when he was out there. And anytime he was mentioned, right? every time, the two, or every time, there's only two goals, right? If they had scored more, it would have been amazing to see how many clips they would have found of him. But every time they scored, they showed clips of him. And he looks, it looks very exciting. I hope he continues to have a great career in the fighting and the yeah. knuckled... Punching. He's, he's a dull threat, as he told Dale. He fought. He said he fought twice in Boston. I when uh, they first announced it, I was like, "Why the hell is Connor McDavid flying across the country <laughs> to drop the puck tonight?" He'll be at the parade today. The uh, Bruins snapped the three-game skid. Want to get to uh, uh, speaking of Dale, a part of his podcast from earlier this week. To uh, is it called No Weakness Is Given? Yes, is that the name no of that podcast. We went from last week. No we went from Team of Destiny uh, to after calling out Ryan Johnston on Brand X, the Bruins lost three in a row. To now, no weaknesses on. WEI podcast land from Andrew Rakoff. But last night, this was this is in a nutshell. We're going to get into some of the Bruins' weaknesses, I'm sure. And last night, uh, they played pretty well, wouldn't you say? I mean, top to bottom, yeah. they, they buttoned it down. So this is, especially with a lot of guys out of the lineup, it's not like uh, it's a day to, to crush the Bruins. But the moment of the night was not the Marchand celebration, <laughs> not the overtime winner. 419 left in the second period. It's Charlie Coyle with half an empty net, blowing it about <laughs> five feet wide. Then getting another chance from the circle, blowing that wide. This is, this is a then tradition. Then taking an interference penalty. This is a tradition. At least it goes back to Yamir Yager. I think it even, it, amazingly, it even goes back to Rich Peverly. I was looking this up yesterday. Like, they have to get one guy at the trade deadline who knows how to create a bunch of chances but can't bury any of them. He literally can't score. And you can right? sit there all day and go, oh, 13 games, 15 games, but he's getting his chances. He's doing the other things. It's like every year they get at least one. Even Rick Nash last year, especially after he got dinged. Couldn't uh, put the puck in the ocean. It's unbelievable how every year they get a guy like that. But the, it's not like the guy is terrible and disappears to no, no, into I, nothing. The I, guy, I don't hate these him. Guys just I don't hate him. They can't bury the puck. But is but if we're going to get into Raycroft's biggest fears, yeah, um, 
Just spoiler alert, he has none. He has no fears <laughs> of anything Bruins related in the playoffs. This is my number one now. That That is the lasting image of... Yeah, uh, the greatest fear that Charlie just, Coyle just, has a half empty net somewhere yeah. in round one against the Leafs, well, round two I mean, against yeah, the Lightning. Charlie Coyle and just the whole third line. I mean, if you can count any line that's Charlie Coyle at center, he's the third line. Obviously, the Achari Corrali Wagner line is really the third line. But for t- for speaking right now, the third line is obviously a big question mark. Even if they're healthy, you don't know what uh, chemistry you're going to get. You you don't know if Charlie Coyle is ever going to be able to put a puck in the net and. Uh, it's been in flux all year, and it's going to be in flux until they get hot. I mean, you know, going into the 2011 playoffs, the uh, Kelly Peverly Ryder line was uh, terrible, and then they erupted in that first round, and they pretty much won the series for them. And so, uh, you never know, but you have to get deep enough in the playoffs for these things to happen. And I, technically, I mean, if he's going to get hot in the playoffs instead of doing it now, fine. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the big worries. Well. They asked Cassidy, you guys, the assembled media, uh, about Coyle on the wing. This was his second game playing with Krejci. He played in Winnipeg. He started there, right? Yeah. Uh, So they bumped him up. Um, I think he started with um, Marshan and Bergeron in that game. And and, yeah, that's the thing. Cassidy was confused yesterday, which is maybe a first in three years. Um, He talked about keeping it together, but he changed the lines because Paul Carey was was with Krejci. He bumped into the third line, and Coyle was in the was on the first drop to the second yesterday. So, well, it was a confusing week with with a lot of guys in and out of the lineup, including the great Paul Carey. But bottom line, do do we see Coyle as Krejci's winger? Is this a possible? Because he sort of left the door open that this. Well, if they get some chemistry, yeah, you could do that. I mean, you can you can do that, and you can drop uh, you know Johansson down to the. Technically, the third line, whatever. I mean, or maybe bump him up. You know, it's it's going to be hard to say. It depends who really comes back here at this point. But I mean, ideally, you don't do that, especially since the guy can't finish. Right. I mean, I mean, at least Johansson, you have a com- some confidence that he's going to finish. But well, if DeBrusque and Krejci are good enough offensively, I guess you don't need that. I mean, there, you know, there is. I well, think that was one of the questions to Cassidy. Like, I get it. Well, he has to at least clear space. He has to at least be a presence in front. And he's been that so far. But you know, in the playoffs, we'll see how guys respond and. Um, it's kind of, you know, there's always going to be questions about it. Even Johansson, he looked pretty good the little bit he played before he got hurt. But, you know, they're asking him to play the right side. He, he never really played it. He says he's amenable to it. Of course, he's not going to come here and say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a jerk. I'm not going to play uh, you know, left or right, whatever the difference is. And, uh, you know, even by making that move, you say you solidified your lineup, but you opened up you know, some question marks here. Well, and you, oh, you, you know, you keep touting the Achari Corrali um, Wagner line, which they have been really good all year, but. If not for that last night being the lasting memory for me, the opening of the game in Winnipeg, that line didn't look so good. They right, got trapped exactly. and they've been, the they've been broken up ever since. Right. But uh, when healthy, that line comes back together and things, you know, pan out a little different. Last night, he went a little different. I, I think because he really wanted to bear down defensively and tighten things up, he just went to straight matchups, you know, first line versus first line, second line versus second line, you know, top pair, second pair. Everybody matched up against um, the, uh, the, the, the um, Blue Jackets. Do you know line that was the same number and uh, it worked? I mean, you, you really slowed down one of the highest scoring teams in the league. But, the, but on the whole, this week and it's it is tough to seriously evaluate it because they were missing Marks Johansson, Jake DeBrusque up until last night. Matt Grizzlick went out Sunday night in Pittsburgh. Pasternak is still out. Kevin Miller's still out. Tori Krug and Krug. Okay, so that's a pretty hefty six pack uh, yeah. of uh, players. Some pretty good players in there. But it was filled. This was a bizarre week. Now the Pittsburgh game, you go, we rewind it all the way to Sunday. We had already you you had given it up as had Bruce Cassidy. They punted exactly. on that game before they even went in. So I guess it's uh, amazing how I'm always right. Well, it didn't take uh, 
<laughs> Any brilliance to see that coming, right? I mean, they, you wanted, they, they, they were really, arguing for Tuka Rask, and this well, is a huge Well, they were points. on a 19 game point streak that I thought uh, mattered. They only mentioned it every Matt. five seconds. I mean, so they so they punted on that game, and they had Lee Stepniak up for about 30 seconds, and he, he turned it over a minute and a half in the game, and he, <laughs> he's gone from the lineup. But that was a bad game all over. Marshan's turning it over on blind back, you know, drop yeah. passes in the, on the blue line. Charo's jumping in the zone at the wrong time. So that, it was a terrible game. They lose 4-2. Then they go to Columbus on Tuesday, and they give up seven. <laughs> Tory Krug is a minus five on the night. Uh, he had, and he got dinged. And he got dinged. It's like, what a, what a uh, combination there. Right. How serious is that, by the way? I mean, I guess you can never tell with these concussions. You can never tell, but, I mean, it was funny because Bruce Cassidy said he got dinged, like, in the in the third period, and I might have might have thrown him a, a lifeline and said, oh, he got dinged before the, before the second period because that's when he really went down the toilet. Marchand had a couple turnovers in that game, although Frederick might have been to blame for the one yeah, on Frederick. the second goal oh game. Yeah, Frederick, another off. one of these guys. Which you wrote about Thursday, which we'll get to here coming up. Stepniak, Frederick, Solarik, oh my God. Like, and, and no Cassidy, more. Cassidy tried no to spin more. it positive afterwards we came back, which they did. They're down 5-1 and they make it a 5-4 game. Oh yeah, I mean, they, they definitely played a much better game from there, but the defense just is terrible. But that's not a good look. And then, you know, they get caught sleeping. They tie it up at 2 in Winnipeg, and it was Carey, I think, that got caught, They, uh, you know, in that third period yeah, goal. There were, some funny ba- there were some funny bounces in that game, and that team's really good. They are good. <laughs> so, that's your cup team. I don't want to, you know, but obviously, still, that's what you when, wanna... you put it on, when you put it at the end of a three-game losing streak, you say, oh, this is terrible. But if you lose a game to that, to that Jets team, and you, you fight them down to the end like they did, I mean, you can't, uh, without the six guys you're talking about, that that's the one you least worry about. I mean, geez, the, just the fact the battle in that one is pretty uh, pretty good. I guess, but just, you know, the Achari line looked bad early. Heinen's fumbling the puck in front of his own net. Carey's not yep. getting back defensively. So they yeah. were chock full of, you know, like things to be concerned about Absolutely. this week. With the asterisk that they're heavily injured, so last night they buttoned it down a lot better, and against a, Columbus is your other cup team. You've got you still have the Jackets, yep. uh, Columbus Jets and in Jets. The final. There you go. So this was your week. This, this is, is my this is your measuring stick. Stanley week. Cup final week. All right. So I had just Monday praised Dale uh, during a break. I was like, ah, I heard your. I listened to the first thirteen minutes of the Raycroft podcast coming in on Thursday morning. I said he sounds pretty good. He sounds relaxed. He sounds more relaxed on the podcast than he does. Between periods. And Dale said, yeah, he's just kind of getting his feet wet in TV. And uh, I don't know if you know Andrew uh, that well. No, I don't he's, know him too He's well. new to the analyst yeah. business. I was, I was a rookie on the beat when he was uh, the reigning uh, rookie of the year or whatever he was. And he didn't have much time for me back then. But So this is a minute clip from it. This is literally like 14 minutes in. So I, list, I started to listen again after I praised Dale about how good the podcast was. Now I want to rip Raycroft for this stretch. <laughs> and you tweeted at him last night. But here's the start of it. They, they go back and forth about the Bruins' weaknesses. We tape this, six Bruins are out of the lineup. Let's assume that they're all relatively healthy uh, by the time you end the regular season and you go into the playoffs. If the Bruins have what they consider to be their normal roster, what's the thing that worries you the most? More injuries? Is that, a, is that an answer? I'll right, uh, pause you know, it there for it, a second. No, no, of course, <laughs> he's like, he deliberately goes against the question. He says, more injuries. So he says, assume you're healthy. But yeah. actually, you wrote about this Thursday, and it is a legitimate concern. I mean, it's like Raycroft's not wrong. Absolutely. If they have more injuries, you're going to see what you saw this right. week. Well, that's just it. I think that's why it was great to see Connor Clifton last night just go out there and play hockey. You know, and these other guys, they come in and they think, uh, oh, I made the NHL, and now I'm just going to do you know what I do in the AHL, and I'm going to just ditch around with the puck and not, uh, not throw my weight around. And, you know, Connor Clifton actually changes his game to come up to the NHL and just says, okay, this is what the Bruins want me to do. They want me to go out there, defend, move the puck, and not screw up. And that's all they're asking these forwards that keep coming up to do. You know, they can roll three lines and be successful, 
if you, if you have this fourth line, whether it's Solaric or Frederick or whatever, whatever bum you're putting up there, just go out there, get the puck deep, forecheck a little bit, wear the other team out for 40 seconds, get off the ice. By the end of the night, you have 11 minutes. Just don't have a minus next to your name. And you have all these guys that even Bruce Cassidy, as long as his rope is usually is with younger guys, is just like, I can't even play these guys in the third period. And at least Stempniak falls into that category too. And it's like, you can't do that. Right. So, so it's you, a problem. That is definitely an issue because we've seen it on defense that actually, you know, this year, even with, when Lawson and Clifton came up when they were having the injuries, they, they were able to get through. I mean, is Clifton their best? Death he guy. is right now. I mean, Lazan's hurt right now, and uh, you know, right now it's it's tough. I mean, Vakaninen obviously is probably get, getting into the groove again. He's starting to show a little offense. I mean, in the playoffs, if they run into these types of injuries, you'll probably see Vakaninen again. But take a chance. Yeah, you know, at least these defensemen seem to understand what what the coaches and the coaches are trying to do. Just go out there and don't hurt this team. And the forwards, they come up and they all think they're going to, you know, light the world on fire or something, and they just don't think they have to pay the price, and it's ridiculous. So that's a, you know, that's on the GM, right? Then you had a bunch of drafts. Oh yeah, I mean, guys it's on the GM. It's not even just about drafting; it's just about the developing right now to get through these guys' head that just go out there and you know, just play hard and play smart. Don't try to think you're going to make a play every time and, and think you're going to light the world. Especially now, it's past the trade deadline. You're not getting traded somewhere where you're going to play more. Just contribute to this team right now. The other part of it is Ryan Donato scored two more goals last night. Oh, this is one of the guys you traded. I don't know if he, you know, would have even been given a chance here. We can, you know, second Yeah, I mean, he would be in Providence. Want. I mean, I doubt that he, he would even not have been, been called, called up. up. I mean, even in this stretch for the most well, I guess maybe he might have been called up when they, you know, when DeBrusque went out. But other than that, um when you're talking looking for bottom 6 probably at this point, they probably wouldn't have called him up. Okay, so I mean, I'm, I won't second guess that. I I didn't blame them for dealing him, but it, <laughs> every night he scores another goal for the Wild. <laughs> He's a what eleven goals. Well, Coyle scored one the other night. Let's he just did. not he forget did. he, he scored one. He had a nice tip in. Okay, so injury. So Raycroft starts with a fairly good point, even though he's going against the question. They 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 have no depth. If they have to stay healthy to make a run, right? Correct. They exactly. Uh, well, all, yeah. Almost perfectly. I mean, healthy. most teams do, right? I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the thing I wanted to say. You know, when I wrote the story, it's like obviously it's it's tough to overcome six regulars being out of your lineup, but you'd like to at least see guys come up from the AHL and just fill in and you don't want to you know what it's it's best if we don't mention them if they go out there and you don't have to mention anything about them but they gave you 11 strong minutes that's all that you want and in the playoffs that that'll be 5 minutes i guess they'll exactly. just, just shorten it up okay here so Raycroft continues <laughs> more injuries is that a, is that an answer uh, you know that but that, if they're healthy but, but you don't healthy, you don't have an area no, right saying oh my god they don't have a they don't have a second line center they no. don't have a scoring wing whatever it is no i think the the organization has enough depth i think the four Forwards making the moves they made are, are were ideal moves. They didn't give anything. They gave up Donato, which you know he's a good player. It could be a good prospect, but he wasn't going to make a difference in the next two months. He's I don't playing think. in Providence. That's right. He it was it was so they made great moves bringing in Johansson. They Charlie Coyle in the third line. Their fourth line's been great all year. Their first line is obvious. So I think their fourth lines are great. I think their defense pairs are great. Carlos stepped up in a big way this year. He's really expanded his game and taken a lot of minutes and really solidified that second pairing, which you, you really need. Um, and then the goaltending has been great, whether it's you know Tuca winning 19 in a row or Halak, the way he's played all year. So I, I don't have any concerns. It's going to come down to, uh, and the coaching, and the coaching, uh, they're not going to get outcoached. You know, Cooper and Tampa Bay or Babcock and Toronto, they're not going to outcoach 
Cassidy and, and his guys. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be really hard to win, but there's no, there's nothing that said, there's nothing to be pointing at now that's saying that's why they're not going to win. You know, we'll look back and there'll be hindsight and we'll all say, well, this is why it's obvious, but, but right now it's not obvious. I think they can beat Tampa Bay in the second round if they're completely healthy. All right, all right I'll be so, a smart so, ass. You can stop it there. So now that's Andrew Rakoff saying he has no concerns yes. about the Bruins heading into the postseason when healthy, which is, Ridiculous. I mean, uh, every team has weaknesses. I mean, I mean, there are concerns about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, you look at that team right now, and you say, well, you could probably, if if uh, you know Ryan McDonough regresses, or you know, you could take advantage of the defense a little bit. We've seen it. They they play a run and gun game sometimes that the goalie has to save their save their rear ends. I mean, you know, every team has some concerns. I think you know, even fully healthy, if every team is fully healthy, the Bruins aren't even. It's not just the Bruins and Tampa Bay out there. You're talking Winnipeg, Nashville, Vegas, San Jose. I mean, there's so many good teams out there, and they all have concerns. I mean, at least half of the top ten teams probably have goaltending concerns, and the Bruins don't have that. Okay, fine. But we already touched on this. I mean, you, the second line right wing and the third line are still concerns. You went out and traded for these guys, but you don't really know what you're going to get out of them. And so far, you know, Johansson got hurt, and Coyle has been a solid, you know, do the little things, play, play hard, play smart. Guy, but this isn't the uh, Riley Nash of last year, who you know gave you all those points and made that third line uh, an excellent third line. And even with that third line, you couldn't go more than five with Tampa. So, right, um, is Johansson a big step up from Rick Nash? Yeah, maybe over the dinged up Rick Nash, but it didn't help last year. And we don't know what you're getting out of Johansson, even if the he ding, comes the back. Dinged up Johansson, yeah, exactly. So then you're plugging Coil in there, and now what is what does your third line look like? Are you breaking up that Corrali Achari Wagner line to balance out the bottom six? There, there's so many concerns here, and then you get to Pasternak, and what is he going to look like with the brace on his hand? You know, looked okay in practice yesterday. Everyone's like, "Oh, he looks fine," and I've heard that before. You know, one practice, he looks fine, everything's great, and then, uh, like he's saying, like after the playoffs, you go back, "Oh, he shouldn't have played" or something. So we'll see how he actually responds in a playoff atmosphere as soon as somebody you know reaches out and slashes him on the hand because that's going to happen will, too. Right? That'll be. Uh... They're going to target him. I mean, done many times. that's what they always talk about, right? Oh, with national hockey, we can't reveal injuries because they're going to target them. Well, they revealed this one. You know, good on them. I like transparency, but it's a fake. everybody Plus knows it's not the thumb. That's right. Did, have you identified one hundred percent positive that it is the thumb? Maybe they're maybe that subterfuge. Maybe it's the toe. What really happened to him? Right. Right. Going back to that. Right. No, is he supposed to play this week though? They're, they're kind of you would assume so. I mean, he's back. On, he's way. supposed to practice tomorrow, and I guess play sometime this road trip. Even the goaltending, which I, I'm not one of these that say it's a problem, but they had you can't say it's a non-factor. They had a, a period this year where Halak had to step in and yeah. Well, you know where it really becomes a factor is if if Tuka's having a first round like he had last year, and they decide, okay, we have Halak now, we can make a right. switch like other teams do. Now it's a thing. And then what Halak? Which Halak do you get? Do you get the one who's been pretty good for like nine tenths of the season? Do you get the one that? Had a tough maybe week to ten days, two weeks, whatever it was in the middle of the season, and also you know had a pe- tough past couple of years. He hasn't played in the playoffs right in a long time. Um, who knows how he would respond? And then, like you said, it becomes a controversy. It swirls around the team. And how does Tuca respond to that? You know, in the Claude Julian Bruce Cassidy era, where they've made the playoffs all but two years, they've never once changed a goalie in a playoff game. Right. So we don't know what, what uh, especially with Tuca, what, how he would respond to that and how that would that would react, how he'd react to that. Now, the D is great. Uh, you are a uh, 
noted skeptic on Grizzlick in the third. Well, that's pair. the other, that's the other weakness. I mean, if even if you're but healthy, now, you agree with them with Carlo. You've been the Carl. Oh, the Carl thing. Of course, that's a I huge mean, difference. If Everybody they had Carl that. last year, it would have been a better series. If they had Carl the year before, it would have been better against Otto, no doubt. I mean, and this is a better Carlo than the past two years. So a healthy Carlo, if we get there, and we still have a few weeks, so hopefully, you know, you cross your fingers for him, but. Uh, definitely a step up to have him, and if he's anchoring the second pair like he's doing, that's great. But teams can still find ways to exploit, you know, Tory Krug and Matt Grizzlick. They're going to have to probably, if they're healthy, consider Grizzlick with Carlo rather than Krug, considering the way we've seen some of the better teams go at Tory Krug the way they have. And then you see what and happens. That's the other thing is, I like Krug. I mean, I think they're, yeah. they're using him as they always have strategically, but he is a concern. When you Absolutely. Get into a I mean, these these games, these these teams know what they're doing. They're putting the puck behind them. They're going at him. And uh, you just if obviously right now the Bruins have been using him as a second pair, and maybe you have to just reduce his minutes and worry more about let him worry more about the offensive game. And the coaching, okay. So Raycroft says they're not going to get out coached by Cooper or Babcock. Uh, Babcock's a great coach. You look at his yeah. I don't worry about he Babcock. Gets, he gets that overrated, I guess. That um, guy doesn't play his best players, and even in the playoffs, he's holding back the minutes. Remember last year, Austin Matthews, like 14, 15 minutes in a game? It's like, unbelievable. Right. I don't he, worry about him, but Cooper, I mean... Cooper sort of outcoached him last year. Yeah, absolutely. Don't under don't underrate, you know, John Cooper and the, the matchups that he gets. Remember how he had the point line, and he had that Sorelli line out there a lot against the uh, the Bergeron line last year, and that, that uh, wore the they, Bruins down. They either didn't really they didn't want to get the Bergeron line away, or they didn't try. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the what was the truth there. Right. Did they not what it care? came down to was that was advantage Cooper. That's basically what it came down to. Whatever it was, and maybe he had better assets to draw from. So it's you oh, know, absolutely. I mean, he had a, he had you know, if the Bruins had a healthier Rick Nash, things would have been different. Things would have been different. But right, if Cassidy you, were you coach Tampa, would they have won? They always the say they coach the team they got right. So he did have the team he got, and he got out coached a little bit by a, a better team, but also uh, maybe a more experienced coach too. At that point, I mean. John Cooper's been to the conference finals last year. Was you know Bruce Cassidy's only his second time in the playoffs with the Bruins, only second time in the, in the, in the first time in the second round. So, but it's not my intention to rip Andrew Raycroft. He knows more about hockey than I oh, ever absolutely. will. He's played the game. I mean, I, I just find it to be flawed in this. No concerns. Every team has concerns, and you have to. And, and there's no perfect team by far. I mean, Tampa probably has the least concerns. Absolutely, you know, obviously at this point, but. Beyond Tampa, you could find concerns on every one of these contending teams. I mean, that's why it's the the, the parody of the National Hockey League is what it is, because every team has flaws. All right, so the simple question is, what is your biggest concern with the Bruins? We're still three weeks out of the playoffs here, and we've known the matchup for at least a month now already, so it's going to be basically another month until this series starts. But what is your biggest concern with the Bruins here on Sunday Skate? 617-779-7937. Or do you side with Raycroft? They have no obvious concerns. They're the win healthy. They are solid. They are every bit as good on paper as Tampa, who just won 55 games last night and basically clinched the President's Trophy with three weeks left in the season. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. To, to say you could think the Bruins could beat them, well, we, I mean, we saw them beat them a couple of weeks ago, and it's a seven-game series. It's harder, but, yeah, I mean, any team, <laughs> we know that any team could, could beat them. I mean, they could get worn out in a first-round series maybe by somebody, and it'd be great to, to actually face them in that scenario as opposed to last year where you went seven games and they only went five. And, you know, that was obviously a, a big advantage for them too. But um, to say you're not concerned about them facing them is is, is got to be, you know, it's a little pie in the sky there because um, they're the, they're the odds-on favorite, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not what, giving them the cup. What would be interesting would be Columbus, who's your cup team, could right. face them in round one. Right, exactly. That's would you, you predict see. them to take them out? And were you not take them out, but get them to six or seven games for sure. They'll they'll grind it out. They'll try to win one nothing, two one games. And if Bobrovsky is playing really well, they can do that. That's they'll, a great they'll, series. They'll that block could... a million shots. Right. 
which I don't understand. They might, they might, Columbus might lose three or four players along the way, but uh, you know that's the way they'll play it. I mean, he'll pack it in. He doesn't care. And, they got the uh, X factor, McQuaid. You heard Don Cherry. That was the oh, guy to get at the deadline. Absolutely. I mean, you saw what he did last night. I mean, <laughs> at one point he managed to fall over and draw a penalty. That was pretty. I never saw Adam McQuaid go down that fast. I guess he minutes did McQuaid. You leave Boston. You become, he got eleven. He got eleven minutes last night. Three hits. Solid night, two block shots. Oh, he's a all, good player. I don't, I don't necessarily want him in my top six right now if you're going to be a playoff team, but he's still a solid character guy. And you came through for me. It happened one hour ago. Calman's tweet. Marshawn for Hart. So yeah. we had uh, the Jack Adams talk early with Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy, Tuka Rask, over, Brad right? Marshawn, book your tickets to Vegas. Cooper's going gonna to win awards. Coach of the Year, right? Cooper? Yes. John Cooper? Yeah. No, Barry Trotz is going to win Coach of the Year. Trotz? Yeah. Because they always love the the writers always love the uh, underdog the guy the team so, so your finalists are going to be to, uh, Barry Trotz Rick Tockett all oh, Tockett that's a good one and um, I don't know you put me on the spot here but you know one Cooper. other one uh, maybe He'll Cooper but probably another overachieving team type thing okay you know we went through Vezina Rask is out he's it's now going to be Vasilevsky. Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop, who's hurt now, so he might not be in it, but yeah. And probably uh, Toronto's... Uh, Anderson? Yeah, Frederick Anderson. Anderson. That's but, probably Although this week might have played his way out of that. Right. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's true. That's true. A terrible week. Arf. I would still consider Robin Leonard. I know we're talking about you know not enough games, but I mean... And he's hurt now, too, but what a year he's had. And you can't... You know, obviously the two goalies have played great there, but Robin Leonard has been played a little more, I believe, and... Uh, He's been pretty awesome. I don't care how many games he started. Well, this is I'm, I'm assuming tongue in cheek, but Martian for Hart. That's the one that's sort well, of up for debate. It's tongue in cheek because the, the, league, the, a little. the writers aren't going to you know support him like that. But I mean, the Will guy he even be in top three because Crosby. He won't a lot even be in the top three. Of course not. You know, it's going to be Crosby, McDavid, maybe Ovechkin, or you know, some guy well, from the West. You know, Kucherov. Yeah. Yes. Well, they seem to they seem to always. What happens to Kucherov? He has like this le- recency bias, like in the draft when a guy's like the number one prospect in in September, and then by you know April, people are questioning whether he can you know do this or that, and they he maybe still ends up ranking. It's the same thing with Kucherov. He gets off such such a hot start, everyone pretty much gives him the heart, but then like by now they're like looking for like, the little flaws in his game. Oh, he didn't back check on this one shift and that, and of course Crosby well, comes on. The whole team's on. so dominant, he gets lost in the, exactly in the that too. But Crosby has everyone kind of hypnotized too. I mean, and he's had a great year. He might even deserve it a little more because like you're saying it's hard to win sometimes when you play on the team that has 55 wins and Crosby's kind of carried that team on his back and it looks like they might even you know finish third place not even be a wild card so it's going to be a tough vote but I mean Brad Marchand you know Patrice Bergeron is is Patrice Bergeron Brad Marchand especially these past two years to me has, has been like the most valuable player for them because he comes through in the clutch and you know obviously a lot of these goals are set up by Patrice Bergeron but He's the one scoring them, and you know it, all the overtime goals. You can't discount that. You can't discount the shorthanded goals, the, the two way play, and uh, it's 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 pretty remarkable to think about where he's come from. But yeah, I mean, he definitely gets overlooked in the grand scheme of things because of this reputation he has around the league, and he's kept his nose clean this year. And so he should at least get get in the top five or top ten at the very worst. I mean, it's one of the the premier players in the league. You know who would, you know who would vote for him? Matt Kalman. Sidney Crosby. Oh, really? Did he say Sidney that? Sidney Crosby loves him. Yeah, they, they, you know, they're 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 tight. That's why he I loves say Bergeron. I'm not sure he loves Marshawn. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're know. from the All same right. they're from the same place, and they work out in the off season a little bit. He knows he knows what it's about. He knows that the all the nonsense is just is just comp, you know being competitive. It's yeah, not it's just a lick. 
Exactly. It's just a lick. I mean, my God, people, I'd be more worried again about Tom Wilson knocking people's heads (laughs) off from behind than somebody licking somebody. All right, we'll go to the phone lines coming up on your Bruins concerns. Talk about a little more about the win last night and uh, a couple of the good moments. We will hear a little bit of Dale and Conor McGregor because it is just captivating. <laughs> the the face-to-face, nose-to-nose, Dale Arnold, Conor McGregor, MMA champion. I think Dale was going to drop him. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't push Dale. He would he would drop you. It's a St. Paddy's Day edition of Sunday Skate. Matt Kalman is here. I'm Ken Laird. Presented by Star Market and Wise Snacks on Sports Radio WEI. You're listening to Sunday Skate with Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show and WEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. Connor McGregor joining us. Yeah, did a nice job for us. Came in the room before. He's, he's fired up, that guy. He's still fired up. Glad we won. He would have come in and probably... You know, <laughs> His way with us. Please welcome all the way from Dublin, Ireland, the original champ, champ, the notorious Conor McGregor. They are big, formidable men. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted to hope the score just to do it. I knew that before the game. You know, it's not every day you have an icon like that, you know, here in, in the room and in the presence. So, you know, it's not a little fun. Bergeron to Marjan. He scores! Bruins put an emphatic end to their Thank you, Connor McGregor! I am unbeaten in Boston, just like the Bostonians themselves. That's what I said to the to the team in there. I asked them when I walked in, I said, I use ready for war. I said, when I say Boston, you say strong. Boston, strong. If only he could skate, right? <laughs> uh, unbeaten in Boston, just like the Bostonians themselves. I, um, that was lost on me, but I'll go with it. Bostonians we were, unbeaten. We were really dere- derelict in our duty not getting him on the show this morning. I don't know what we were thinking. I tried. I did push. Dale I mean, geez. Said, uh, I wanted to talk happening. to him about the fighting. I, I hear it's ultimate. I hear it's the ultimate fighting. So Don't mock ultimate fighting. I don't, I don't know anything about fight? it. I'm not mocking anything. I'm mocking myself. I have no idea what's going on there. I didn't, like yeah, I said, you were I didn't... first in. You had the... There's a shot of Calman. He's got yeah. his suit jacket on. You know where to tie, but you, you look sharp. Yeah. And you're first Set, in no with ties Mar- on Saturday. First in with Marshawn there, asking yeah. about Conor McGregor. Well, you know, you got to get the, the clicks, man. EI.com. Got to get some clicks. Got to get the quote and get out of there and get the clicks. Uh, Marshawn is in that mix there. And I'm going to give him the Wise Snacks Player of the Week without even any debate from you. Is that all right by you? If it's Whatever. A, it's a done deal. Sure. Brad Marshawn is the Wise Snacks Player of the Week, brought to you by Wise Snacks. And the Wise Snacks extra cheesy cheese I mean, doodles. At least Stepniak Fan Club will probably clamor in and say, "What are you doing?" But. A good week. They're available now. But Marshawn had uh, his thirtieth on Tuesday in Columbus. Career high for points now. Right. That's what I was just going to point out. He's at eighty-seven points. This yep. is two more than he's ever had in a season. Got ten games left. Can he get thirteen in ten games? I think he could. I think he could. Now a lot of these are on the road. He's they've been uh, on a roll at home. Eleven game home winning streak for the Bruins, and he has a long home point streak going. His point streak overall ended Thursday when they got shut out. But it is like if Kucherov wasn't at one hundred and seventeen points, he would be getting some Hart Trophy consideration. Oh, for sure. But uh, I mean, you're always going to have people, especially in the in the. Hockey Writers Association, they're just going to hold their nose and just never give him any credit. I, I guess, mean, and he did have an incident as recently as last postseason, so it's not like it's... Well, it's, it's totally you mean, you mean the licking? Yeah, uh, yes, I'm not going to count that. I mean, if you look at yeah, it, don't it count it's the pretty lick. funny, too. If you look at it in the grand scheme of things, I've, I've said this a lot now, it's like the Johansson thing with the Devils last year was the only one where he clearly went out of his way to injure someone. All these other incidents, the ones he's been suspended for, whether it's the slew footing or the low-bridging Barvetsky and... yeah. Low bridging semi solid. These are all things that happened in the heat of the game that, you know, ten years before they 
they happened, he wouldn't have been suspended. You know, the, 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 those are all physical plays. So I mean, all the suspensions, yes, but you look at it, it's kind of it's all hockey. You know, it's not him really going out of his way to do stupid stuff. It's not Matt Cook. Tom Wilson nonsense type of things. He was 11th in the heart last year. I don't know how many must have got like a couple votes and finished in the yeah in the balloting. So well, I mean, I had, had, a great year, had a great year last year. And you could even say like a better year last year because he got off to a little bit slow start, just scoring goals this year. He's dishing more than because Pasternak was scoring all the goals, and that's probably helping him too right now. Is that Pasternak's not around to score all the goals because somebody's going to score on that line? We know pretty much every night. And you you retweeted the uh, TSN stat. This was his uh, third season overtime. Game winner, 15th of his career. Seventh player uh, of 50 or more game-winning goals now in Bruins history. Yep. Two behind Nifty, Rick Middleton. So there you go. It's He is uh, impressive and having a great season. But we're talking about concerns. Raycroft has none. Do you have any? 617-779-7937. Fred in New Hampshire starts us off as he often does. Top of the program. morning to you. Top of the morning, Freddie. No, you're supposed to say, and the rest of the day to you. And the Come rest on. of the day to you. Never cared much for uh, corned beef and cabbage until I started cooking it in a crock pot with Guinness. Ooh, well, like, oh, <laughs> nice. A Two slow. for the crock pot, one for me. Hey, uh, biggest concern, worry, is injuries. But I'd like to talk about the week that was. Okay. You know, it's a good thing you guys didn't have a show this past Wednesday. Yeah. Because I don't know how good the cell phone service is from the top of the Zaken Bridge. Man, was that a brutal game last Tuesday. To come back, in the second period, and then lay an egg in the third. The Pittsburgh game, I could accept that. But to come out and against Columbus like they did, and then to come back, you know, I know there's injuries, but there's no excuse when you weigh the spoke B. You know, and then when they go to Winnipeg, they played well. And, uh, you know, the other thing is about, I haven't seen much from uh, Coyle, but last night when he sent the, uh, DeBrusque on that pass away, the effort that he showed getting that pass to DeBrusque, that's going to go a long way with, for Bruins fans. That's what we expect from a player. And um, is uh, our friends Bergeron and Marchand, is, is that Circus Olay or what? <laughs> that is. Hey, one last thing. Yep. If you ever get a chance, go to Chicago and St. Patrick's Day. You put it on your bucket list, I'm telling you. It's an amazing, amazing sight. Have a good one, guys. All right, Freddie. Thank, Thank you, my friend. Back. Enjoy the uh, Guinness. In the I mean, the one thing we can all agree on with Charlie Coyle, assuming we watch the games and we're not just some nitwit yeah. on Twitter just saying that he stinks, he's had, whatever many games he's played here, he's played good in pretty much every game. He's yes. had good, yeah, he's solid, solid games, playing physical, getting to the front of net, skating hard, you know, every shift. The guy is busting his butt out there. And uh, you have to, like they always say, it's going to come at some point, you think. And if he keeps playing with Krejci and DeBrusque, you think there's going to be some points there. And the problem is, is he going to be able to drive a third line and that can be, you know, that can contribute and take some of the heat off those top two lines against Or is he just a defensive line, in which case you have yeah. two lines that are just strictly pretty much defense and shutdown. Right. Well, it's just going to be hard because especially if he's going to have David Backus as his right wing, it's going to be hard to kind of keep up with... You know, this in this league now, third and fourth lines for the most part are, are still speedy lines, especially if you're playing Tampa. You're not playing against these big heavy lines anymore, so um, that you know that'll cause matchup problems for them a little bit. If uh, but if they can contribute offensively, then it's a whole different game. And if uh, you know Backus is fine if you keep the puck in the offensive zone, you you forecheck for forty seconds to get off. So he played uh, like a whopping eight minutes last night. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. The, 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 you know, Bruce is really shortening the bench these games, and you hope. 
it got them the two points last night, but when you're losing the games on the road trip and you're shortening the bench, you hope it doesn't take its toll uh, down the stretch. I mean, David Krejci played 21 minutes last night. Is, is it really worth it? I don't know. Right. Well, uh, Freddie mentioned the third period Tuesday in Columbus. They had come back to within 5-4. Wierenski won it, right? He, boy, put it away Yeah, with that, that feed from Panarin. Martian had a chance that to tie after, it. That was after the phantom call, right? The phantom right. hooking call. Right. That did them in, so... Right. But Martian almost tied it up on a two-on-one before that. Right. So did you come away thinking they totally laid an egg in the third? Yeah. That wasn't my takeaway, really. No, nah, I mean, yeah, I just don't, obviously, the start. I don't like, <laughs> and, but by the same token, some nights against these teams, I mean, you know, this it's a whole different game once March, the calendar turns to March, and you're playing against a Columbus and a Pittsburgh that are so desperate. But Columbus had or, played or, the night before, too, right? They were on right. a back-to-back. Yeah, so exactly. That, but you're right, but, they're desperate. Uh, but yeah, I mean, these teams, this is these are their playoffs, right? There's a whole, you have to just find that switch and, and turn it, and so whether you're playing, you know, New Jersey and Florida, who are playing at the string, and these teams have nothing to lose, so they're just they're doing things that you don't usually see teams do, and they're actually trying to go for points, and then you're playing against these desperate teams. It's it's a hard match, and you know, not making excuses. It was terrible. I think they took responsibility for that. They should never have dug that hole in the first place. I mean, Columbus was running those plays where they were passing the puck out from behind their own net. Yep. For those one timers, it was like the Bruins had never seen that before. So. Yeah, that was second period, Duchesne and Jenner. Yeah, back um, to back. I never saw that happen in National Hockey League game where you just passed the puck. Well, out another one of those like, was Wagner and Corrali. They were they were on the ice for the first yeah. one of those. Well, that's why, you know, uh, Corrali and Achari got benched for a lot of that second period. I mean, Bruce isn't uh, making any excuses for these guys. He's using that ice time the way, you know, tw- tweeters always want them to use it, right? And Tuca had a bad one. One bad one this yeah, week. Oh, absolutely. Off the arm. But. And that, that was yeah. enough to get people squawking about, about Tuca. <laughs> it, when you tell me Tuca has a shutout there squawking, what are you talking about? I know, about? I know, but that one was legitimately. Oh, my God. But you get Ryan DeZingle's the first vial. goal. First goal is a jacket. Ay, the vile from these people. It's um, Oh, and that one, too. I mean, bad goal, yes. But how long did he stand yeah, there he was, shooting the puck <laughs> off Tuca? It was looked right. like a, at the end of a practice where they just kind of tapped the guy in the goalie. Jeez. It was a strange week. Somebody hit the guy. It was a strange week, and they, you know, your guy John Moore was involved in a. I felt bad for him with the Duchesne goal last night. Actually, that was an unbelievable move. Uh, Duchesne with a little stop and go with the boards. Uh, yeah, I mean, he obviously, he turned the puck over in the first place. He should have just, you know, he, he started to skate it out, and then he gave it up in the neutral zone. That was not uh, the way to go. So they were able to regroup and get some speed going. But I mean, he gets exploited when he gets uh, up in the minutes. He's a, he should be a 15, 16 minute guy, and I think he's been in the twenties with the injuries. Yeah, but and- you made the argument he was a top four guy potentially. He's a top four guy who could fill in, yeah. And you're not going to have him. You're not going to ride him for weeks as a top four guy for two point seven five million. He's a bargain. <laughs> he is not a bargain. And if you pay a guy three million, he'll be a very attractive pick for the uh, Seattle Sasquatch. You, you or would be nervous be if, he, if he played in the postseason. You would be nervous. Played in the top six. Played period. No, yes. I would not be nervous. Yes, I'd be nervous if Camfer was playing. I wouldn't be nervous if John Moore was playing. John Moore and Kevin Miller would be a fine third pair. I'm not worried about that. Give me a break. Uh, that's that's like the least it. of your worries. He had a couple flubs this week. All right, uh, some finishing thoughts on Sunday Skate when we return. Uh, this week's all on the road, so it's this is kind of a, just a strange stretch. The home ice lead is four now, right? Because Toronto had a miserable week. Yeah, it's a four-point lead and. So it's you not know. desperate, really. They're, they're having a worse time than the Bruins right now. I mean, they're, they're losing games at home to Chicago, blowing, you know, it's like unbelievable the way they're giving up goals right now, that right. team. So we'll touch on that a bit. Sunday Skate continues here on Sports Radio WEI. You're listening to Sunday Skate with Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show and WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. 
it's so much different, I, I would assume, the leverage and things like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was actually fought in a kimono where you wear the suit, so grips are very important in, in that in that martial art. That's why I kind of relay it to that. Obviously, it's a little bit different. They're on ice. They've got the skates and things like that. Um, I'd love to see it live, you know what I mean? So, oh, you might. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> That's job. why I went in. I was ready for war. I said to them, I said to the team, the Boston Bruins team, which one of you is the enforcer? And they all kind of waited for a minute. And I said, you are all the enforcers. <laughs> so let's see how it goes. It's going good so far. How nope. does Bacchus not stand up there? Come on. Don't let any columnists in Canada hear about that. They're all enforcers? Oh, my God. Yous are all enforcers. They'd all wet their pants. Conor McGregor with the great Dale Arnold. Both MMA talents in their own right. Nose to nose. Like, the, the, you watch the video, it is captivating. They, I don't know if it was McGregor, is that the European thing? Well, that's, like how, people, that's how people get when they when they talk to Dale. I mean, you should have seen when you when right, right. when we were writing his book. You know, I was up in his face, you know, <laughs> tell me more about the Maine Mariners. Tell me more. You know, you get fired up when you see Dale. Just have Dale do the pregame uh, motivational <laughs> speech one of these games. Exactly. But uh, memorable celebration from Marshawn afterwards. Pretty cool. Tough to knock that. Toronto is going to be the opponent in the playoffs. We've known it for weeks. We will know it for the next three weeks. It's a matter of where the game is played hey, now. Hey, oh, you know, nice. we actually have a message here on this board. Did you even know we get messages? No, that's the, that's the Daily Arnold text line. Oh, there you go. It, oh, it says, I think Raycroft's biggest point is they don't have anything to worry about as long as they play their game and their best. And In other words, they don't need to hide people or find another player or come up with some weird, unique strategy. If they play their game and have no injuries... Something, something. But anyway, we know that's that. the point. That's what he was saying, and we're just disagreeing with it that. might be Andrew texting in himself. <laughs> it might be. Um, no, but Toronto has given up five goals in each of the last four games they've played. They are <clears throat> yeah, and they had to pull Anderson twice this week. That's why I think his Vezina, <laughs> his Vezina candidacy probably went down the toilet right there. You're probably right. Um, your guy Jake Muzzin did score two goals in the rally Friday to beat Philly, but defensively they're a mess. They are missing a couple guys. Dermott and uh, Gardner are out, but you mock those... Uh, players anyway when they're in the lineup. Oh yeah, I so mean, it, seriously, it's it's trending to be a nice setup for the first round. I mean, Boston's in their head. Boston seems to have the better team when healthy on paper. <laughs> they should that win. Team's... They should win that in five, like you said. It'll go seven because they always have to go seven. But uh... but that actually could become critical. Like if you get a good first round series, yeah, with Columbus and Tampa, that would and they be, go six or seven. That would actually be you, you know finish ideal, off obviously. Yes, but it never seems recipe. to work that way. They kind of always. Have to mess around, lose a couple road games, you know, lose an overtime game, and I'm not totally, you know, you know, I kind of am. I, I'm not that sold at Toronto. There's not a championship team there. I think. Well, the Tavares signing. I think that, team is, I think is that team is put together. That team is put together by a general manager, a young general manager, who is trying different things. He's trying to, you know, lean on the stats some more. He's trying to just lean on skill. And you, and this is still hockey. It's even though it's 2019, you have to still have. Glue guys, gumption, you have still have to have physicality, and they lean on Zach Hyman and Connor Brown, but those guys aren't championship caliber. If they had, uh, you know, older, more experience, if they had gone out and gotten a Wayne Simmons, I'd, well, I'd like them Tavares. a lot more. I mean, that should be, that should be, but enough you just can't win on skill. Over. You don't just throw a bunch of skill players on the ice and win in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's, but he's not just a skill guy, though. You're talking about yeah. a foundational centerman who's been in the league for a long time. Absolutely. But experience. you know what? They just don't have, you have, you know, we know how important. Depth is in the playoffs. It's, the depth isn't just oh injured guys you plug in for. The depth is having guys who play different styles. And if you're going to play, you know, look at the look at the Lightning. It's not just the skill. Look at the guys like Point and Sorelli and Gord. 
Ernie, these guys play a hard-nosed two-way game. Yep. And that's why this you know kind of resurgence of Bacchus before last night where he was at least you know, forechecking hard, you know, creating some things with his physicality was huge for them because sometimes the Bruins lose that a little bit, especially oh, if no, they're, they're counting all on... Enforcers. Exactly. Use use all use enforcers. enforcers. You know that guy is really a Shakespearean actor when you when you talk to him off the ice. You know it's like when you talk to him away from I the bet rain. You, I bet you he probably was. <laughs> uh, but yes. anyway, go back to Toronto. Back I mean, to Toronto. They just they're just lacking that extra character. They don't whatever it is they they don't never strike had, they you. Still don't. They, exactly. Yeah. They just don't strike. And he doesn't obviously value that because otherwise he would have put more emphasis on trading for a Wayne Simmons or Michael Furland. But he decided to not do that, and I think that's going to hurt them. And I think. If you're not, especially if you're not going to have a legitimate shutdown defenseman, and that team clearly lacks it. I mean, yep. Morgan Riley, offensive defenseman, Ron Hainsey's past his days. If you're not going to go that way, then you at least have to have more, you know, bulk on your front line. And they, they're, they're, you know, you heard rumors that they were trying to trade for players like that. They were kind of afraid of trading Connor Brown. They're in love with Connor Brown, and I think that's going to be their 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 end because they just don't have that extra that, that extra gumption, that extra you know bulk up front. So. Raycroft may be proven correct that in that series they they come out looking pretty good like a team with no weakness. Oh, I do well, like their chances I, yeah. in round one. The playoffs will we'll see. Right, the playoffs will just change things around. You know, like you said, they're, they're going to go seven because there's going to be a fluke bounce. There's going to be a bad penalty call. High there's going to be, like, gonna be a double overtime. Are they seven six games. It might be like last year, and people are going to be up in arms about the goalie, and we'll see what Bruce does about that. If Duke plays like he played last year against Toronto, you know, obviously the, the Leafs aren't changing goalies. Because that's another thing they didn't do. How do they not go out and get a veteran goalie? I mean, they're pulling Anderson every game this week and going to Garrett Sparks, and it's not helping them. Right. How did they? They lost two goalies on waivers for nothing. I mean, this guy has like a free pass in Canada, which I don't understand. But he lost two goalies in the free and at the beginning of the season on waivers for nothing. You lost them. If Anderson ever went down, that team is you, you invest. You have so much invested in that team. You signed Tavares. You have so much young talent. And you're one goalie injury away from your season just Great being point. done. They haven't done that. There's so many think flaws in that team that you should be able to beat them in five or six and, and get some rest. All right. Well, this week for the Bees, they are at uh, the Islanders. They're at Jersey. And then they have Florida, which has been kind of an actually interesting matchup. Oh, it's always a tough one, those guys. Yeah. Saturday Especially when night. you go down there because it puts yeah. you to sleep. Right. And that'll be our reaction next Sunday. Enjoy St. Patrick's Day, Mr. Yes, Calvin. happy St. Patrick's Day, especially to Jerry Callahan, who I know is listening. Yes, he is. And Wiggy's here. This is unbelievable. Wiggy in for two hours on a Sunday morning. Is it uh, Who's with Wiggy? Reamer today? Wiggy and Reamer? Oh, we should have brought Wiggy in. He's a huge Bruins fan. Okay. All right. The Wigster's coming up. Yeah, it has Beast hat on and, yeah. uh, and his hype Twitter video. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. Your uh, St. Patrick's Day Sunday got even better. Wiggy up next. Sports Radio, WEI.